You're listening to the Strong and Capable podcast with your host, Bridgette Heller. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of the Strong and Capable podcast. I'm your host, Bridgette Heller, and I have my friend, Andrea Vanfield, on the podcast today. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to hear from her. She is a queen at breaking the mold. Do you want to say hey? Hi. Thank you so much for having me on here today, Bridget. I'm excited to be here and for this topic especially because I know how much it goes hand in hand with the work that you do and helping people to communicate effectively. Because um, breaking out the mold is a huge task and you can do it gracefully with good communication. Oh, I, I like that little plug. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> Um, you can hear probably already if you're, you have such a beautiful voice. It's so soothing and, and calming. And so those who are listening, I'm sure you can already tune into just the, the energy that Andrea brings to the room. And, um, I'm excited for you to hear her story. So we talk about breaking the mold a little bit before the call. Sometimes I think we should record from the beginning, but it's okay. You know, but before the call. We were talking about breaking the mold and how you have to break the mold to be who you're meant to be. You can't look like everybody else and the world would be so boring if you did. And you said something really interesting. You said sometimes you break the mold and you fall right into another mold. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Will you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. And you can see it all the time happening, like people who are breaking out of a mold of what their growing up environment told them to be. And then they just move into another environment that a peer group tells them they need to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so that would be a good example where they feel like they've broke the mold, but really they just have fallen into a new mold um, based off of the input that's coming to them from the outside world, not from what's coming from within themselves per se, other than the uncomfortable feelings of not fitting in with the outside world. Mm. That is so truthful. And I think I love that you brought that up because I don't think any other person this season has talked about that. And I see, I do see that you break free of one thing, but you, you're trying to create who you are now. And mm -hmm. so what's the least path of resistance? It's going to be another role. It's going to be right. another way of being. So how do we break the mold and not find ourselves in another one? What do you think that looks like? How do we then become ourselves without becoming somebody else? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to, like, how do I answer that? Well, let's see. <laughs> These are hard questions. I'm not on that for a minute. Because it really life. takes, like, well, in that, what I described, it's looking at your life mm -hmm. with the options of who you can be based off of what the outside world tells you. Mm -hmm. So both molds. The first mold is what your family and your upbringing told you you could be. The next mold is what your peer group told you that would they see in you and what they want you to be. Both of those are continuing to look at all of my options lie without, outside of me. And so, and then looking to say, well, no, that's not my group. That's not my group. Oh, but I, I resonate there. So I'm going to go try that group out. And then you might take on, there might be something there that is a part of who you really are. Yeah. It's, it's not learning. It's learning to not take on the whole group mm -hmm. energy mm -hmm. and why everybody is there, but be able to just be like, you know, I resonate with that. And so it, it starts to, building more of a confidence within yourself and also finding a peer group that allows you to find yourself, right? They encourage you to be like, no, that's not for me. Like they like you to say, no, thanks. 
because it lets them know that you are being true and authentic to yourself and not just falling part of the group. This reminds me of something every time I do a new year, new me challenge in the strong and capable Facebook group, we do this exercise and I have them fold a paper long, you know, four ways. So there's four columns and I have them write who my friends say I am at the top and then write out all the things who my family says I am, write all the things who God says I am, write all the things who I say I am, write all the things. And I, I love doing this because it helps us see that everyone views us different. And what is the truth? And my favorite next step then is, okay, now circle in each of these columns, the things that you actually are, because who your friends say you are, we all, we all know a lot of times our friends think certain things of us that are true and maybe some things that aren't. I know over the years, I've had lots of friends say things to me and I'm like, what? That's not true. That's not who I am. You know, because they're just not living your life every day. They're not really in there. They're not walking in your shoes. Same thing with every other. The, the one truth is, I think the divine, whoever that person says you are and you believe you are, you are. But for the most part, other people do view us differently and we get to choose who we are. I love that you brought up a group of friends. It takes, though, a certain group. That just can't be anybody. You've got to find men and women who are also either doing this kind of work, have done this kind of work, interested in it to be accepting, I think, of that journey. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah I do. But at the same time, like having that group is powerful and it really helps to be able to make it. And I just, just say that, that that group is important, but also being able to do it in spite of not having that group. Like you have to be able to break the mold without the group in order to find the group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so having that first and in, in initial breakthrough with the intention of being yourself, that automatically is going to attract people who are like that into your life. So it's not necessarily that you have to go out and find them. Your path is going to guide you to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. I've had on my mind a lot the different mentors I've had. And like you said, a lot of them kind of fell into my path, but then I chose to follow so right. you have that choice too, right? If people are going to come across your path, are you going to choose it or not? So for me, I remember seeing an ad with Kathy Heller just three, four years ago, and she became a mentor because I paid to take her class. And then I mm-hmm. read every book and every podcast and every, every, people can become your mentors even without you paying if you dive into all their free content that they have. And, and most people have a lot of it. But so she became my first mentor and she helped me see the possibilities of what could be. She kind of helped me believe in myself again. And then Gina DeVee happened to come visit our class that I paid for with Kathy Heller. So I ran across her and I read her book, Audacity to Be Clean. And then she became my mentor and again, went to retreats and she helped me heal my mother wounds. There were, you know, some core wounds that I, and a lot of us have either a money, a money wound, a mother wound, like there's some typical ones that people have. But um, these were things that I needed to heal. So I healed that with her. A lot of crying, a lot of crying. (laughs) And then I found Danelle Delgado because I went to a retreat with Gina and Danelle was there. And you were, that's where we met. And she has helped me work through business stuff. And she kicks my butt. Every time I'm on a call with her, she's like, no excuses. Get up. Keep going. (laughs) You know? Awesome. So I think it's cool because, like you said, they come into your path. And if you follow the journey, each piece of you, you will discover through these different people and influences and through 
all of those women, I've met incredible other people and connections, such as yourself, that now have become more of my tribe. Love that. Isn't that awesome? Like what you've created by following your truth. Well, I thank you. You have also followed your truth. So why don't you share a little bit of your journey and what that's looked like for you? Uh, Well, my journey has been, oh, where do I start with that one too? (laughs) I know so much. Yeah, you start. Let me start at the end and go back to the beginning. So like where I'm at now, I'm at a place of all possibilities. So I've broken the mold so many times and have had more and more mentors come in who have taken me into more and more just like hidden mysteries of life. So I've been able to get to this place where truly being out of the mold means you have all possibilities open to you and then you get to create the mold that you want to live your life in. And then you get to create that and that space. And, and the way in which it's been done has been very beautiful. So my journey began a long time ago. It was, I grew up Christian evangelical and I had read the Bible as an adult, been in it my whole life, Christianity. And as an adult, I read a passage in the Bible and it, and it led me to believe that God was telling me that, that God didn't know me, that in spite of everything that I believed, I knew that I, I, God didn't know me. And, um, it was such a deep core feeling. I couldn't make it go away and it it disrupted my life. And I ended up finally, after looking for answers everywhere on this plane, um, couldn't find any that made that go away. I ended up going within and asking God, if you don't know me, I would like you to show me what's true. And I'm willing to let go of anything that ever been taught for you to, sh- for you to know me and for at that point um, to live with you eternally. Because in the Christianity, it's once you die, then you go to heaven um, mm-hmm. in the upbringing that I have. Um, anyway, since then found that the kingdom of heaven is right at hand, like the Bible says. <laughs> and it starts right here and now. And so that began my journey, but it did cause me by following that so earnestly. I'm willing to let go of everything that I've ever been taught. It disrupted every mold from the mold of who my parents expected me to be, from the mold of who my husband expected me to be, from the mold of who my children expected me to be. And then all those places where I had allowed myself to believe that's who I was, was all those Whatever, what everybody else wanted me to be is who I believed I was. And then I became aware of, of how many crosses I carried for other people. And really, it was finally, I finally had a mentor come in and was like, I need you to lay down everybody's crosses. <laughs> Just like lay them down. Because it's like we're all meant to carry our own cross and, and not carry crosses for other people. So, but in that process, it really allowed me to stand in my own to really see who I am once I was able to let go of who everybody else wanted me to be. Interesting. We've been talking a lot this season when I've done individual solo episodes and even on social media, just of the letting go, Mm -hmm. releasing that expectation that when you have these defined expectations of what will be, that it actually holds you back from becoming who you need to be. And usually what will be is much, much grander and better and beautiful and colorful if you let go than if you hold on tight and control it. And then also the crosses, it reminded me, I was in a counseling session once. I was crying about this, crying about that. That's why I do a lot of crying in counseling. And she said, do you think God 
I was like, what? What are you talking about? And she said, why do you think you have the power to change everyone's circumstances? Or that is your responsibility. She said, it's not yours. And you're trying to act and save everybody as if you're God. She's like, you've got to stop that. And it, it hit me so hard and sat with me for a very, very long time. Because I believe it is our duty to do good and to love others. But to carry the burden fully as if it's our own is not actually healthy. Right. I totally agree. And yeah that's a, I'm so glad that we've both come to that awareness of letting it letting those burdens go I found too that the more that I can stand in my own strength and in my own truth it's almost like I've had this vision I used to I used to work in for FedEx so I'd load airplanes full of packages so I knew all about like building strong walls that don't fall down all the packages but I had this vision come in along my journey of each one of us is like a package. And when we are caved in to try to like, it's like we're all caved in because none of us are living to our full potential. And so we're just kind of all crumbled, but not, I shouldn't say everybody, but like you know, from mm -hmm. where it was before my environment and my peers, we were all kind of crumbled in on top of each other. And so, and then standing in my fullness, I become a full straight box that can be stacked and can build this structure. And then as I showed up, and this was going back to the communication part. So that was the vision of the boxes. But as I showed up more as me, it allowed the people in my life to also see that they can also do the same. So they can also let go of the crosses that they carry for other people. And that they can also start tapping into like the gifts that we have that we so neglect to fit into the world, you know, and really start to create a more abundant life that is life-giving in relationship. And so that's been really a beautiful experience that has come through this process because of communication. I want to talk back on that because some people say, you know, if you're going to go be yourself, just blast out. It doesn't matter. Just let everybody go. Just, just do whatever. And that's great for some people. But for me, I couldn't do that. Part of it was probably my people-pleasing ways weren't ready to be let go of so quickly. But a lot of it too was I wanted, I wanted to make sure that the energetic path between me and the people in my life was always connected in love. And so as I did my journey, as I did break through these molds and completely change, I always, I never had a fist or a hand up to them in, in my heart. It was always, I got to go do me and I'm sending you all the love for you to be who you are. And if, and if you want to come with me, come with me. That was always the energy that was there. Even though I had to speak the words that would say, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I'm not going to do that anymore. The, the energy was always open. And so it allowed like very gnarled, tight, confused relationships for the Holy Spirit to just come in and knock stuff out and help awarenesses to open up that in a way that I could have never orchestrated and allowed them to be able to start to see the goodness out of all the work that I was doing as I was transforming and changing. My heart is so happy that you brought this up because if you've taken classes with me or coached with me, you know that I talk a lot about giving the middle finger to the world and that I just really strongly feel that that is not what we're supposed to do. 
and that it is a prevalent in the self-help world and the mindset world and the, you know, women's empowerment, especially, I feel like it's, you know, you don't expect me, that's on you, you're dead to me. And, and I just, that attitude is not healing. And if you're exuding that, are you really healing? Really? Right. And so I love, love that you're set the example of that and have shown that that is so, it is so possible. And I've experienced this in my own life. It is so possible to be yourself and genuinely love others, regardless of how different you are. In fact, the coolest part is the more you love yourself and the more you, uh, the 10 scrolls, the second scrolls about love. And it says, I will greet every person by silently saying first in my heart, I love you. And I love that concept because if, if you truly approach everyone, I love you. I love this person just for who they are. Then you get to experience their beauty. And right. that's incredible in the world. I mean, can we imagine a world like that? Wouldn't that be amazing? How multifaceted all the different experiences you can experience by getting to know each person on an individual basis and appreciating their differences. Now I'm singing Heal the World in my head. <laughs> incredible, right? It would be yeah. incredible. And the other thing I love that you brought up is with those boxes, that imagery of caved in versus standing tall. And, and like you brought up our gifts and using our gifts. And when we are caved in, I know, going back to Kathy Heller, this is funny, she's coming up today. She challenged us to play for 15 minutes a day, just to creative. I want you to be creative. There were 500 women in this class and it was hundreds of comments of like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. This is so hard. And I was one of them. I was like, I don't know what that looks like for me. What does play look like? And, and so we do not actually allow ourselves to step into these gifts the way we did when we were children and we need it we need that part of us just the other day i sing to my dogs a lot <laughs> so i was and they love it they're so funny <laughs> sit up tall and like lean into me they love it so I'm, oh how fun yeah and scratch down and singing to bella and let's get down to business right and i'm like just teasing her and my son they're not usually home and he was home and he's kind of looking at me like you are so weird <laughs> it made me so it makes me happy to vocalize and to interact and to that energetic exchange between me and my dog and i love it i was like maybe i need to start putting this on social media and here's why because we need as you said when you stand tall you have to a you have to do the thing first and you'll feel so good when you do but then you've got to allow other people to see you doing the thing yeah. so that they have the opportunity to maybe take that have that choice for themselves too. Right. right. If you don't know different, you can't do different. But right. if someone's... especially if they're still looking at the outside world for what they can do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and, and love. Thank you for bringing those up. That was this phenomenal imagery and I, such truth in the principles you're sharing. So if you're stuck in the world, we talked about, you know, finding mentors, building tribes. We talked about why it's so important. Now, have what are you currently doing right now in your world? Because I know that you're always up to something. So, what are you doing right now in your world? In my in my world of helping others, yeah. In my world of helping others, well, I help people to find wholeness on all levels. So, I really do help people to break the mold mm -hmm. and get to the place of all possibilities, so they can create the mold they want to live their life. And out of all the possibilities. 
So in doing that, I help people to become aware of their mindset and their habits of thinking. Because even even the mold, we just like what you just said about your son looking at you and thinking that you're kind of crazy and stuff like that, and how we don't use our gifts, that's all a mold. That's all a society mold that we go through as we as we grow up and we feel embarrassed by our work and we think that and and how much media teaches us that. Well, so far, media is kind of changing because people are showing up, like you said, but how media so far has showed us that only if you're a professional quality is it worth sharing and how I help people to really realize that, no, those gifts are for you. They're for your soul. They're for your soul expression. And it doesn't have to be for anybody but yourself. But after you share it, after you create it, you might want to share it with somebody else. Because it's it's not about the way the world it tells us about perfection and polished and and all of that for what our soul is crying out for. Our soul is crying out for expression. Yes. And so helping people to find that again, to be able to connect to their own soul expression. And I do that also I do body work and energy work. So I help people because our bodies hold everything mm-hmm. that we've gone through and every thought that we ever had creates a chemical reaction that our body holds. So I help people to shift their chemical dependencies from something that's not supporting their vitality to something that supports them to live a very life full of vigor and vitality, celebrating almost everything every day. And then I also do work on the spiritual plane. So there's, there's work on all levels for us to find wholeness. And then once we have everything all together, we're able to just shine and not really care so much about what people think about us, but just be. It's, it's interesting. I have a keynote this weekend. By the time this airs, it'll have already happened. Wait, I'm sure it'll go amazing. But that's one of the things at the very end, I was thinking, what do these women need? What is the point? Because it's a group of women. And that's what my husband asked me when we're going through. He was curious, what are you talking about? And he said, well, what's the point of all of it? And that threw me for a little loop. I was like, what are you talking? Isn't the point clear? Like, what do you mean? Like, process that for, you know, a good 24 hours. Like, like really threw me off. I thought, I thought the point was there. But that, as I practiced it yesterday, that was what really came out as something like you just said is we are meant to shine. Mm-hmm. We're meant to light up in every way. And when we light up, we become this beacon mm-hmm. for others. And I have in my vision board that I created four years ago, so many of the things I created have come, you know, to fruition, which is so cool. But I have a lot of pictures of light, like women holding a flame and passing it to another. Because I really believe that is what we are meant to do. We are meant to light up and help others light up. Light up. Yeah. yeah. And then heal the world. <laughs> so it's, it's very cool. What you're talking about is true and it's needed. And I would say is happening. So for someone who's, yeah, so for someone who's listening, who's like, I don't know, I don't know. No. You're going to miss the train because it is moving. It's happening. The revival in Ashbury, I think, is really big proof of that. People are seeking spiritual truths and wanting to connect with God. And it is, it's happening. So you're going to miss, you're going to miss something really cool if you don't, if you stay stuck. Oh, and that just opened up a whole new thing. I could do a whole nother segment on. Well, what are your thoughts there? What, what are your thoughts when you hear that? Um, well. I know a lot of people who 
I know a lot of people who are seeking God and seeking truth, but they have been so hurt by the church mm-hmm. that anything that has to do with anything that's related to that language, they can't hear. Yeah. And um, and I'm so grateful because I grew up like that feeling that I had at the beginning, that was I that God saying, I don't know you. Right. God God didn't know me. I didn't know me. Yeah. And it was and my church had a very strict way of this is how you experience God. And so it was like when people see these pe- people lighting up and people coming to be, but they might be hearing words that are in a language that they have been hurt by, like, this is something different. This is something where it's like, I used to always be so frustrated. Sins forgiven and bad things that you've done and having that all forgiven. No, sin is separation from God. It's a veil over your consciousness keeping you from accessing the true essence of God. And, and then it's having that veil removed. Yes. And so then now you are connected directly with the power of God, illuminating and showing you what's true and what's not. So, and, and it's, it's just, there's so many things that we're afraid of because we have heard about or experienced bad things, but there's still that veil keeping us from seeing what's really, what's really real. So, yes, I I actually love the way you describe sin. I had a very similar conversation. I'm in a little, I have a little Voxer group of some of my close friends and none of us are of the same religion and we call it Holy Spirit Activate. (laughs) And we talk about spiritual concepts in scripture and we were talking about sin and that is, you echoed almost exactly what one of them said. She said, sin is what takes us away from God. And that is going to look so different from every person and could not be defined by one specific thing. You know, for me, I have had food issues and struggles for a long time. And I know very well that the way I'm taking care of my body or not directly connects me to God or not. There is a, so for that, in my mind, this is a, could be a definition of sin, but that's me. And I'm going to be different than every other person. I also tell my kids a lot. I believe that truth can be found everywhere. And so when we talk about different religions and cultures and whatnot, I talk to my kids a lot about truth is universal, but what language we hear it in is different. And so, as you said, there are sometimes we're really hurt by specific languages and you have to find a language where you can get the truth that will speak to your soul. And um, I just have so many thoughts. You're like, just changing my brain. So thank you. (laughs) But just in reference to, I don't know if it's the same scripture, but there's the scripture that God says that many people will think they know me, they'll do the things, but then they'll come to me and I will say, I never knew you. Have you ever heard that? That is the one that I read. Oh, yeah. He goes a bit further because he's like, they're like, what do you mean you don't know us? We did all these things. And then he says, get away from me, you evil doers. Yeah. Right? It's not just I don't know you. It's like what you're doing is evil. To me, evil means something that's out of place for what it's meant to be. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, so doing things mechanically in the mold will not work. Right. And that's really what we're talking about. And I've mentioned before, I'm not necessarily an advocate for like, leave your religion, you're done. I'm in a religion. I love my religion. But you have to understand why you're doing what you're doing. That I think is the, that is the call is God is calling us to do our, do things with our heart, not just because. Right. Right. 
And he even said that in scripture. It says, don't do anything you hate doing. I only like people who do things with a glad heart. That's true. Well, and there are also other scriptures talk about if you do it for other people, then that's your reward. You did it. Good job. Just check. Done it. You've got to do it for the right reason. <laughs> yep. So I, I, these are tricky things we've talked about a little bit today. They can be very emotional and very intense. And like you said, there's can be a lot of trauma around messaging and experiences. So when we talk about break the mold, it's really know, it's getting to know yourself, getting to love that self, having compassion and kindness and grace for self. And I would argue, as my keynote talks about this weekend, it's so funny, this is the same, similar conversation, is that God expects that. There are so many scriptures, love your neighbor as they sell. He's always expected us to love ourselves. It's the world and cultures that have painted that relationship. Absolutely. Oh. Hmm. Okay, friends. So how can people connect with you? They can find me at um, lifeandwholeness.com. That is my website for my business. And they can also find me on Facebook. So just Andrea Banfield on Facebook. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your imagery and your beautiful, soft voice <laughs> and your, your depth of knowledge. It's been a wonderful conversation. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you so much. I look forward to more, hopefully, down the road. <laughs> Please invite me back. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. <laughs>